8.48 on uh, our segment this morning, Today's Society. We're going to talk about redevelopment in Seoul, expulsion from buildings, which has often resulted in violent, if not deadly, scenes. Rafael Rashid uh, reflects now on the Yongsan tragedy, marked its 10th anniversary on Sunday, and we welcome you back to the show. Good morning. Good morning. So... This uh, type of problem, I guess, we've covered before with, for example, the redevelopment of Noryangjin fish market and the problems there. What about the Yongsan tragedy, though? Uh, what, perhaps some people aren't aware what happened there. Yeah, as you said, the incident took place uh, 10 years ago on January 20th, 2009, to be precise. Residents of a redevelopment area in Yongsan Uh, had been occupying the top floor of a temporary building structure to protest against being evicted in one of the city's redevelopment projects. Um, And as they refused to back down, uh, police commandos and privately hired security guards were mobilised, sent in to break their protest and arrest them. And in the process, a fire erupted during the raid, killing five protesters and one policeman but 10 years on many questions still remain unanswered you can see traces of this incident uh, if you go around seoul there are protest sites there are people calling for seoul to be more responsible with redevelopment going forward what have the major issues been though yeah um like you said a l- there seems to be a recurring pattern, but in the case of the uh, Yongsan tragedy, uh, there was not much difference. Uh, you have what you call Yongyok, so privately hired security guards, and they are often used to boot out residents and business owners from areas of redevelopment and also to disperse sit-in protesters on strike at companies. And they are usually very intimidating men. Um, You don't know where they come from, you don't know who hide them, and they often resort to violence. So that's, you know, one of the issues. Uh, They're also known as, you know, outsourced thugs since once their job is done, they disappear and no one takes responsibility for their actions. And... We've seen the use of Yongyok at, you know, as as you mentioned, Noryangjin Fish Market um, at many large corporations, and in the Yongsan incident, in which the excessive use of force is believed to have been a key factor leading to the violent scenes, which ultimately led to the fire. Um, and another issue is that of responsibility. Ten years on, many families. Um, of the victims still want answers. So until recently, the official line was that the protesters mishandled uh, paint thinner to make Molotov cocktails and that the building accidentally caught fire. Um, but some protesters who were at the scene um, you know, at the time insist that it was not the paint thinner but a container of fuel additive which was stored on the second floor of the building. Uh, They say the container fell when police intervened and it is that that caused the fire. In any case, police were cleared of all criminal charges and authorities um, also said the mobilisation of the SWAT teams was legitimate. 
There was recently a police inquiry, though, wasn't there? Yeah, indeed, there was. Just in September of last year, the um, Korea, uh, Korean National Police Agency's fact-finding committee on human rights violations found that police had pressed ahead with the breaking up of the protest, even though they were aware of the high risks associated with having a lot of flammable materials at the scene and no equipment in case of a chemical accident. The head of the SWAT team had requested a rehearsal beforehand, but that was refused from above. Um, and the, the committee concluded that police were responsible in part um, for, for not engaging in negotiations uh, and also recommended a formal apology to the families. Any apology then? Uh, yeah, I mean, not yet, but actually just last week, the Commissioner General of the National Police Agency suggested an apology would be forthcoming. He said, um, he said it would be a well-deserved official apology that would come as soon as possible, which is significant because it is essentially the first time the police has acknowledged that they had some form of involvement in the incident. Last week, civil society groups were protesting in front of the Blue House. What was that all about? There are often protests there as well. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, that's not the end of the story. Uh, alongside the police investigation, the prosecutor's fact-finding committee said it too would launch an investigation, but the investigation itself was suspended due to what some believe as being external pressure from former investigators who worked on clearing the police of charges. So you had a group um, representing 144 civic groups who gathered outside the Blue House, demanding for the Blue House to intervene, uh, criticising the uh, investigation committee uh, and basically demanding an independent investigation to answer remaining unresolved questions. Indeed. It's it's a really sad situation that these issues drag on so long as well, and we are left with these unresolved questions. Exactly. Not just with yeah. the Yongsan tragedy, of course. Ten years on, the fight continues, sadder still. These other cases, Itaewon, just last week, uh, we also saw the planned redevelopment in Uljuro, which faced resistance. There are a whole po number of pockets of these neighbourhoods in Seoul where we see a similar pattern. And I mean, you mm. talked about the use of these thugs. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's outrageous. You know, you'd you'd hope that lessons were learnt from what happened ten years ago, but this just keeps on happening. Um, you know, even in I think it was in September, there's another re reconstruction, redevelopment zone in Aichandong, um, and uh, a lot of the tenants were booted out without any. Um, you know, any plans for them to go anywhere else. So, yeah, uh, yeah many people were kicked out. Um, and one man in particular, he had nowhere to go and he, he committed suicide. I mean, there's just so many horrible stories coming out of these redevelopment, you know, situations around Seoul. Yeah, I mean, redevelopment, it happens. It will happen. It's important. There's not always going to be consensus. And there are ways to deal with that. I think we've covered today one of the most awful ways not to deal with it. Yes. Thank you, Rafael Rashid. Good to have you here this evening. Thank you. And this morning's society comes to a close. So does our show. We'll be back tomorrow at 7.05.
Thank you very much to our production team as ever. But we'll hand over to the next crew, Inside Career with Yerika Park, on the way very shortly after your latest news headlines.